Hey guys, it's Simi and this Wrestling Unlimited as it's Saturday and tonight was AEW Collision. Farce Collision does go. I thought it was another good show. I felt like last week was better, but I didn't think that this week was that much worse, I guess you could say, in terms of how I perceived the show. I thought overall it was a pretty good show. I wouldn't call it a great show. I thought it was a pretty good show, but slightly, if last week was... Man, I gotta wipe my glasses off because I got a big-ass smudge that I can't see through. If last week was here, then this week was just slightly down. So if, say, you rated last week as, like, an 8 or a 9, then this week would be 7.57 to an 8. Or 7 to an 8, maybe. I think it was just one notch down from last week. So still, a solid show in week 2, in my opinion. Now we'll see how the ratings do-do. Do-do. See the the ratings do when they come out on Monday or Tuesday. Not sure when they're gonna the final number is gonna actually come out. But you know, now I just smudged this side even worse. Now I'm gonna get a glare from my light over there. But I thought overall good show, solid, easy to watch, and fun. A lot of things happened. Some predictable things and some not predictable things. Like Christian. Basically, dogging on Cody Rhodes. Didn't expect that one. But with that, I want to say thank you guys for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, my camera is zoomed in. Slightly too much. Zooming out just a tiny, tiny bit. There we go. There we go. That's better. Now I'm going to go back down just one one notch. There we go. Because it's cutting my I was cutting my arm off every time I move my arm around. So, also remember to go over to YouTube, become a channel member, and join us over there. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Buy something. Whether you're getting Dead Island 2, whether you're getting EA Sports F123, Spider-Man Miles Morales claiming the free games, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, or The Hunter Call of the Wild, or getting into that new season of Fortnite that just recently dropped, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. So as far as the show goes tonight, it opened up with a cold open of the two teams in the main event cutting promos on each other. And I thought this was really good to the point where I think they should do this every week. If we know what the main event is going to be going into the show, have the main events or the main eventers, the competitors, cut promos. We saw WWE try to do this before, and I liked it. They had different people cut promos before the show started when they were in that experimental phase in the Thunderdome. But I liked this. CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks opened it up. 
They questioned whether this match was wise for their opponents. CM Punk at one point said, tug on your balls. Meanwhile, uh, Bullet, Club, Bullet Club Gold and the Guns said that they were ready to fight and that every show would be the gun show. So then we opened up, finding out who will be the third man with Sting and Darby Allen. And I love that they're calling it, like they were saying, who's the third man? Who's the third man? Such a WCW reference. Back to when the NWO was being formed. And people thought maybe Sting would be that third man and not Hogan. Who's the third man? Who's the third man with Sting and Darby Allen? Also, again, got to give props. Love Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis on the call this week. They're going to be on the call just about every week. Other than when Kevin Kelly goes to Japan for G1. So... Tony Schiavone is in the ring, and he calls for Darby and Sting to come out and announce who their partner is going to be. Now, when he does so, we hear, out comes Jericho. Jericho comes out with Minoru Suzuki. No Sammy? Because, well, he was a bit miffed at how well Jericho and Suzuki got along. So Jericho said that they were peeved at how Allen and Sting made them wait to find out who their partner would be for tomorrow night's Forbidden Door show. And yeah, that's how the crowd in Chicago was too. They were pretty peeved because they didn't get that announcement live with them. Now Jericho and Suzuki showed off their best friend handshake before Jericho began menacing uh, Shivani, believing that he knew who the partner was going to be. We all knew who the damn partner was going to be, especially after AEW spoiled it. We'll get to that here in a second. So Darby Allen and Sting make their way out to the ring. Allen addressed Guevara, noting that his common sense may have kicked in by not coming. He said, but if he didn't show up at Forbidden Door, Darby would kick his ass. Darby then turned to Jericho, noting that their partner kicked Jericho's ass at the Tokyo Dome. With the card looking like it does, there's only one name left for Jericho to, uh, for Jericho or for Darby and Sting to pick. I wrote that weird. The crowd chanting his name. They knew who it was. Outcome former IWGP heavyweight champion Tetsuya Naito. And this was very obvious. Because A, when they said, you got uh, enemies all over the world, Chris. I was like, enemies in New Japan. Enemies in New Japan. Naito. And then AEW went and announced Naito for a pre-Forbidden Door meet and greet. And I'm like, well, why would Naito be at the show or in Toronto for the show if he's not going to be on the show? He's got to be the mystery partner. It's the only spot left open. So the match is official. Darby Allen, Sting, and Tetsuya Naito against Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Naito went face-to-face with Jericho as Kevin Kelly noted that Naito beat Jericho for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 13 in 2019. Jericho backed away out of the ring as Naito's music played again to end the segment. So I'm, I'm happy for this because I loved the Jericho-Naito matches we've seen in the past. And I think that they're, if you know whatever they do in the ring tomorrow night is going to be great. Sting, on the other hand, as we saw last time he was in the ring, what, he did like a six or eight man or something a couple weeks ago. This guy couldn't even ring, run from one turnbuckle cross to the other. He got three quarters of the way and had to stop and grab the top rope to hold himself up. Like Sting needs to retire. Now. We then got a video package recapping Miro's successful return to action last week. He then cut a promo. He talked about his year-long exile and how he was summoned back. Miro said that he walked alone 
kneeling to no man. He renounced his God and his wife and said that he will now be godless. Very interesting because he used to say, I am the Redeemer, God's favorite champion. He's not no more. I don't know if he's still the Redeemer. He didn't call himself the Redeemer, but he's no longer. He, re he, didn't, he renounced his God and his hot wife. I don't know if that means there's something going on with him and, and CJ, but yeah. Next up, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Um, Swerve came out in a robe reminiscent of his, of the uh, Crown Jewel of the Embassy. And then th this is like a nod to the late Jimmy Rave, I think. At least that's how I took it. So Naito came out, uh, caught Swerve early on with his reverse crossbody before playing his air guitar to the crowd. He gave Strickland the guitar, who mockingly played it before uh, Tanahashi drop-kicked him in the knee. Strickland recovered and hit a head scissors that sent Tanahashi out of the ring. After more air guitar shenanigans, Strickland crotched Tanahashi and grounded him in the corner as the crowd chanted for Tanahashi. Tanahashi at one point did skin the cat and took Strickland to the floor. But Strickland caught Tanahashi in the, in the apron on a baseball slide he then hit a pump kick and went to a as we went to a picture-in-picture -picture break. Back from the break, Swerve was working over Tanahashi as the crowd chanted, Go Ace. Tanahashi cut Swerve off and hit a moonsault uh, for a near fall. Swerve avoided a sling blade and hit a rolling face buster for a near fall. Tanahashi caught, cut, caught Swerve in a pair of roll-ups before hitting a dragon screw leg whip. Tanahashi hit the sling blade for a near fall. Tanahashi went up for the high, five, high fly flow but caught nothing but knees before Swerve rolled him up for a quick near fall. Swerve then hit his big sidekick before going to the top, but Tanahashi moved out of the way of the Swerve stomp. Tanahashi went to the top again, but lost his footing and slipped off. Swerve went to meet him at the top, but Tanahashi swatted him. Tanahashi then hit the high fly flow and pinned him to pick up the victory. After the match, MJF's music would hit, and he wasn't there live, but there was a video that played. He said that he was actually going to be there for the match and see Tanahashi's preview, but MJF said he was embarrassed Tanahashi was at Forbidden Door. MJF said that after a discussion with Tony Khan, their match is going on first at the pay-per-view. He said that is the only way he will do it. He didn't want to sit through all the other matches of these indie jabronis that he had to, do, that he had to and that Tanahashi was not on the level of the devil. So there we go. The opening match of the main card tomorrow will be the AEW World Title match where MJF defeats, I mean, takes on. We know he's not losing, but anyways, defeats and takes on, in, I think, successfully, Roshi Tanahashi. So then we had Andrade El Idolo versus Brody King. Andrade again looking great. And I think they should make Andrade their workhorse guy. Where he goes in there and just has banger matches and works every single week and just goes out there and proves himself and levels up every single freaking week. I think that's what Andrade needs to be for them. So I thought he was impressive again today, even though this match did end in a disqualification. Andrade came into the match with his um, mask on, took it off as the match started, and Andrade kept King at bay early on, hitting a head scissor in the ring before low-bridging King to the floor. King got to the apron, but Andrade sent King to the post. Andrade hit a moonsault over the ring post to King on the floor, but only got a one count. 
He rolled King into the ring. Andrade then worked over King's knee before King lifted him onto the top rope and chopped him to the floor as we went to a picture-in-picture -picture break. King then chopped Andrade down. As we ba uh, went back from the break, Andrade fought with some elbows, but King lifted Andrade onto the apron and hammered him in the chest. He tried locking on a hanging suplex or hanging sleeper, but Andrade hung him across the ropes. Andrade then drop kicked King into the turnbuckle before hitting a dragon screw in the ropes. Andrade then continued to work over King's knee, hitting a running forearm to take him down. Andrade then hit a big lariat in the corner before hitting a running knee in the corner again for a near fall. King fought out of a hammerlock DDT, hitting a rolling elbow on Andrade on the top rope. He struggled to get Andrade up into a fireman's carry, but powered through and hit a rolling DVD. King followed this up with a cannonball, but his knees buckled on the Gonzo Bomb attempt. Andrade went for the figure four, but Julia Hart got on the apron with his mask. This distraction wheel didn't work as Andrade ducked a rolling lariat and hit a big back elbow. He locked on a figure four and bridged up, but Buddy Matthews would come out and jump Andrade to cause the disqualification. God damn, should have just gave Andrade the win. He wouldn't have hurt Brody King one bit, and then they could have jumped him right there at the end. Uh, they beat up Andrade after the bell, with Matthews sending Andrade into a lariat before lifting him up for King's Gonzo Bomb. From, a, from the video board, Malachi Black watched as his house stood tall. I liked the match, but I hated it ended in a DQ. I think Andrade needed the win. Like, I want Andrade to keep getting the better of the um, House of Black, but then them beating him down soon as the match is over, for eventually him going... I've beat all of you technically. Yes, you've beat me up. I've beat all of you. Now I've got friends that are going to come help me potentially take your titles, which could be Roosh and Preston Vance or Roosh and Drillistico. Or Preston Vance and Drillistico. So I wasn't a fan of the end here because I think Andrade needed that win. So in the ring, Tony Schiavone welcomed our TNT champion, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. Christian came out with the title over his shoulder having never allowed Luchasaurus to hold the title after winning it last week. The crowd chanted for Christian as he talked about how he left Collision last week in a bad mood. He knew he would come to Toronto in a few days, and now he's in an even worse mood. Christian goes on the cheap heat offense against his own hometown, noting that Toronto bred losers and lived in mediocrity. Christian said that the TNT title open challenges are over, saying that the people have to earn shots just like he did. Christian took a photo, uh, a pot shot at Cody Rhodes where he basically said, and for some reason I didn't write this down, but I, I got it on Twitter. He said, because this is an interesting quote. He said, I'm not going to sit here and act like I created this championship. This isn't going to be a vanity project like other guys who used to ride the roads here in AEW. So yeah, he wants to throw some shade over there at Cody Rhodes. Saying that, basically this was him saying Cody was putting the bell on himself. So yeah, basically acted like he's the champion, not Luchasaurus, and said that people now have to earn the title. We got a pre-tape promo. From everyone in the men's bracket of the Owen Hart Cup tournament, before we ran down the brackets, CM Punk for Satoshi 
Kojima will kick off the tournament tomorrow night at Forbidden Door. While the other three matches will be taking place next week on Collision, which will be filmed on Thursday. We've got a highlight video of Sky Blue winning her tournament match last night on um, Rampage. So then speaking of the tournament, we had another women's uh, first round match. This one was Willow Nightingale against Nyla Rose. Didn't think this match was all that great. It was a fine television match, but it wasn't good. It was passable at best, but it wasn't good. So the winner of this match will be taking on the winner of tomorrow night's matchup with Athena and Billy Starks. After Rose clubbed on Willow for a moment, Willow Nightingale cartwheeled out of an Irish whip attempt and hit an enziguri. Rose cut off a chop, leading to a test of strength that Nightingale turned into an inside cradle for a near fall. Rose bailed to the floor while Marina Shafir caused a distraction standing in front of Willow. Willow finally sidestepped her but got posted by, um, by Nyla as we went to a picture-in-picture -picture break. Nightingale fought back out of the corner as we came back from the break. She hit a middle rope drop kick for a near fall as she took out the arm. Nightingale couldn't get Rose up for the powerbomb, allowing Rose to hit a suplex and a gourd buster for a near fall. Rose got Nightingale up for the beast bomb, but Nightingale fought out and hit a pounce. Nightingale followed this up with the babe with the babe with the powerbomb and picked up the victory. So Willow does defeat Nyla Rose, moving on to the second round of the tournament. As soon as the match is over, the outcasts would surround the ring. <coughs> Excuse me. As basically this was a preview for tomorrow night, Tony Storm will be taking on Willow. But out would come Sky Blue to try and even up the odds. She came out with a chair, and the outcast basically retreated. Lexi Nair then cut to the back with Scorpio Sky of all people. We got the, the video last week about Scorpio. Now Scorpio's there. Scorpio wasn't happy with that video. Sky ran down his accomplishments, saying that they were all shown on the video last week while noting that he allowed success to change him. Sky said that he was his true self now after his injury layoff, and he wants to get back at what he loves to do. So yeah, just said he's coming back soon. Then that powerhouse Hobbs against Jeremy Prophet. Nothing really here. Hobbs came out on his own. No QTV members with him. Hobbs got a jump start on Profit, crushing him before, uh, in the corner with some back elbows. Profit tried to get a roll up, but Hobbs didn't even go down. Hobbs bludgeoned Profit with some lariats to both the front and the back of his head. The main events, he then hit the main event spine buster and picked up the victory. So there we go. That's all we've got. We got a rundown of what we're getting next week on Collision in the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Powerhouse Hobbs will be taking on Dustin Rhodes. Mojo will fight Roderick Strong. Ricky Starks will take on Juice Robinson. And in his collision in-ring debut, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the AW World Champion, MJF. This then led to our main event. It was CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks taking on Bullet Club Gold and the Guns. Punk came out to a mixed reaction, which I didn't expect. More negative than positive. Toronto, not the greatest of CM Punk fans, I guess. Uh, Kevin Kelly noted that they weren't in Chicago anymore with that reaction. JYT starting the match with Punk, but instead tagged out to Juice. The crowd was heavily split as Punk started. Uh, some Punk chants started, but then he got some booze as the Bullet Club Gold worked over Harwood. Uh, FTR got the upper hand for a little while as Austin Gunn tagged in. 
Starks took Austin to old school. And I like this because so Austin or Ricky Starks climbs to the top. You know, Undertaker does old school. Where he walks the ropes while he's holding the guy's hand. But he would walk the ropes and go like this. He's like, his arms down here. Walk, 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 uh-huh. walk, walk, uh-huh. thrust them, thrust them hips. I thought that was kind of amusing. And it fit with Ricky Starks. Um, where was I? He took a uh, gun. Uh, he took down Austin Gunn with this before Gunn then tagged out to Jay White. White asked for Punk, who tagged in. They traded chops and teased each other's finishers before White went uh, sent Punk to the floor. First teammates jumped Punk. So Punk got jumped by three guys. Punk's partners then rushed over there to even the odds as we went to a commercial break. Back from said commercial break, Harwood was bringing Robinson down hard while Superplex... Well, got, why you a little? I read that wrong. Harwood was bringing Robinson down hard with a superplex before holding on to it for a powerbomb with Wheeler. Kevin Kelly noted that new matches have been announced for the zero hour of Forbidden Door. We got those right here. Tweeted those out. So technically four matches will be taking on on the Forbidden Door pre-show. Now we already know that in a tournament match, it will be Athena versus Billy Starks. But we also now know that in a trios match, this is just New Japan versus New Japan, it is um, United Empire against LIJ. We then have Stu Grayson against El Phantasmo. So I guess maybe they're just using Stu Grayson because he's in Canada. Or they're in Canada. And we also have on the Zero Hour, we got the Mogul Embassy against Chaos. And the Chaos members being represented are... Uh, I had it written down here. Rapongi, Vice, and El Desperado. So, Bullet Club had the advantage on Punk and worked him over. The crowd booed down Punk's Punk chant, uh, booed down some Punk chants as Punk attempted to come back. After a commercial break, Punk knocked White off the top rope and hit a high crossbody. While uh, he while he was cut off in an attempt to go to the corner, Punk then whipped White into a rising knee in the corner. Punk had a neckbreaker, but the guns knocked FTR to the apron. Uh, Robinson then tagged in and went for a go-to-sleep on Punk, but Punk knocked him down with a high kick. Punk then kicked away the guns and tagged in Ricky. Ricky Starks ran wild on the guns, hitting a Tornado DDT on Austin for a near fall. Starks then went for the Rochambeau, but the match broke down into a Pier 6 brawl as everyone began brawling in, brawling in and around the ring. There was a blind tag by White, but Starks caught him with a Blue Thunder Bomb for a near fall. Starks set up White for a Rochambeau, but White caught him with a roll-up with the tights. Starks then hit a Brain Buster for a near fall on Starks. We then got a finisher train featuring a wild wheeler dive to the floor. White then caught both Punk and Starks with Uranagis, but Starks came back for came back with a running wild spear on everybody. He went for a second spear on White, but Robinson caught him with the left hand of God. White then followed this up with the Blade Runner and pinned Ricky to pick up the victory. So there we go. Bullet Club Gold does get the win. After the match, White and Robinson threw up the Bullet Club Bullet Club Gold guns. And the guns joined in. So it does look like they have added the guns, Colton and Austin, to the Bullet Club. So they are part of Bullet Club Gold as the show fades to black. At least I assume they're part of Bullet Club Gold. So yeah, a solid 
episode of AEW Collision. I mean, not everything was great. Again, Willow and Nyla was not all that good. Other than that, I did enjoy just about everything else on the show. With that, guys, you know, you know what I thought of tonight's collision. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's collision before we do our Forbidden Door predictions. Yes, I will be doing Forbidden Door predictions here. So I'm going to pull up the card for Forbidden Door. All that way for you guys to finish making your, your votes. And I think this list that I have is everything, including what was announced tonight and so forth. Yes. Okay. So, first off, the polls. As far as the... We'll do the Twitch poll last because I did that late. So let's get the other polls out here. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 47% liked the show, 29% thought it was just alright, and 23% did not like it. Looking at the YouTube community poll, 69% liked the show, 18% thought it was just alright, and 13% did not like it. Some of the comments here says the crowd was into it. Pretty good matches. All said and done, I gave this go home an 8 out of 10. First says 5 out of 5. First says fantastic show. Different Felt different than Dynamite. The other person says loved it 9 out of 10. Another person calling it an 8 out of 10. One says I liked it better than last week's show. Oh, last night's show. Well, yeah, it was going to be better than Rampage. Person says, I'm starting to like AEW. At least I'm trying. Uh, this person says, barely watched anything other than the main event. And nope, not going to read your freaking six paragraph comment. We don't have time for that. And then we got a couple assholes. I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I didn't watch. Well, then don't freaking comment. Charge the YouTube live poll does go. 74% liked the show. 21% thought it was just all right. And 6%. Did not like it. Looking over at the... Um, looking over at the um, Twitch poll, this person says, or these the Twitch poll, 100% thought it was just all right. Also, not sure if this is true or not. We got some guy spamming the chat saying, I'm outside the event high. Right now, outside Scotiabank, 10 out of 10 live for me. So cool. Great to... So how was... If you were there live, which I'm going to take all accounts to say you were, I'm going to I'm going to believe you. How was the crowd? Because the crowd did come off good for the most part. It felt like a really good crowd. How was the crowd live? That's what I want to know. So we'll see what he says. But with that, give me one second to get these. He says crowd was lit. It was lit. That's good because it sounded like a really good crowd. He sounded like it was good. Yeah. Toronto sounded great. So let me really fast. I'm just going to grab. The run down here. Here we go. Hey, guys. This coming weekend is the AEW Cross NJPW Forbidden Door Pay-Per-View. If you look at the main card and the pre-show, the Zero Hour, 14 things have actually been announced for the show. I'm going to run them all down and give you my predictions for Forbidden Door. 
So we're going to kick it off with the um, pre-show matches, the zero-hour matches. First off, we do know that Athena will be taking on Billy Starks in a Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament first-round match. It's easy. It's ROH Women's Champion Athena picking up the victory. In a six-man tag or a trios match, it's the United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP taking on Los Ingobernables de Japón, Shingo, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. That was a tough one because it's just New Japan versus New Japan. And I'm going to say LIJ picks up the win. LIJ gets the win. Going forward in a singles match, it's Stu Grayson against El Fantasmo. And I think it's going to be Stu Grayson in Canada. Stu Grayson gets that victory in Canada. But there's a slight bit of me that wants to say El Fantasmo based off of um, Kelvin Kelly's comment saying El Fantasmo has turned a new leaf. And finally, in the last match of the pre-show, another trios match. It's the Mogul Embassy, Swerve Strickland, Toa Leone, and Bishop Khan taking on uh, Rapunky Vice, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta, and El Desperado. Now, as we move on to the main card of Forbidden Door, we know that opening the main card will be the AEW World Championship match with MJF against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I mean, this one's super obvious, super, super obvious. MJF's got to retain the title. The AEW World title on the line, MJF has to retain. Moving forward, we do know that Adam Cole will be taking on Filthy Tom Lawler. And I'm going to say Adam Cole wins this. As much as I love Filthy Tom and want Filthy Tom to win, for Adam Cole and his storyline on trying to get a match with MJF, he needs the momentum, he needs the win. Adam Cole gets the win. With the AEW Women's World Championship on the line, Tony Storm will be defending against Willow Nightingale. Do we even have to make a prediction? Tony Storm ain't losing this goddamn belt. Not at all. Willow is not winning. Tony Storm is winning the match. Moving forward in a four-way for the AEW International Championship, it's Orange Cassidy defending against Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. Again, don't think the title changing hands. And I think Orange Cassidy retains the belt. Moving forward in the first round match, in the first match overall in the Men's Owen Hart Cup Tournament, it's CM Punk against Shitoshi Kojima. It's got to be CM Punk. It's got to be CM Punk. I mean, Inverse Kojima is going to be good. But Punk is going to go to the second round and most likely face Samojo. In a 10-man tag team match, we do know it's the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley. Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Castagnoli, Konosuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino taking on the elite Hangman Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. This is a tough one, but I'm going to say the elite pick up the win. I think the elite win with maybe Hangman pinning, pinning Umino? I can see it going that way. Hangman gets the win over Shota Umino. In a trios match, it's the Les Suzuki sec- it's the Les Suzuki gods. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki taking on a team of Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito. Let me Sting and Darby and, and Naito getting that win. That's super easy. I think that's exactly the way it goes. Moving forward with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Sonata defends against Jungle Boy Jack Perry again. Titles aren't changing hands. And Sonata is retaining over Jungle Boy. 
We then know that the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship will be on the line when Kenny Omega defends against Will Ospreay. And this is the one title I do think changes hands. I do think Will Ospreay beats Kenny Omega for the belt to set up the rubber match, the third match in Wembley. So yes, I think Will Ospreay beats Kenny Omega. Finally, in what they are calling the main event, at least that's what Excalibur kept saying, Brian Danielson against Kazuchika Okada. This match is hard to predict. This match can go either way. I can see Danielson winning. I can see Okada winning. But for this, with this being more of an AEW show than a New Japan show, I'm going to say Brian Danielson picks up the victory. I could be completely wrong on that. But I think Danielson wins the match. With that, that is everything that has been announced for Forbidden Door and my predictions for AEW Cross. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden Door. Remember, we will be live Sunday night, recapping the entire show once it goes off the air. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here on Saturday night. Thank you if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, watching on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, or watching on, listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Uh, I'm reading some of the comments here. From Shlomo Shilliams. And I gotta go. Okay, I don't think anyone's gonna care about Ring of Honor spoilers, so we'll just we'll read them anyways. He said we were loud. They had Ring of Honor after the show. We were turnt for it too. He said Um Claudio versus Chuck Taylor. Claudio won in a phenomenal match. That's awesome to hear. He said ELP was in Toronto after the show on ROH. The crowd popped hard for ELP. He said, kept shouting ELP the whole match. ELP won against Shane Taylor. He said, this will be for the next episode of ROH. Yeah, yep. He said, good Hogan Rock type match. Basic old school stuff, but the crowd was going insane. For which match? Oh, ELP versus Shane Taylor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, Again, I thought the crowd was great. They came off really well on television. And I'm not surprised that Shlomo is telling us that the crowd was turned and lit for the whole show. With that, guys, again, thank you for joining us here tonight. We will be back live tomorrow night for Forbidden Door. With that, have a good one, and we'll see you next time.